What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love to talk about the movies and television shows that accompany those universes. Today, we take a break. We, we take a, a little detour outside of the MCU. We just got done with the Avengers, which was an excellent discussion. If you right. have the time, no, I think it was. The discussion was great. Yeah. It was great. It was very good. But now we are moving on to the second of three Spider-Man universes in the amazing Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield's of, uh, yeah, no, or, yeah, the loyal members of this podcast (laughs) and Marvel Movie Marathon have informed me that I am an idiot. There are four Spider-Man universes in this Marvel Movie Marathon. There are four. How could I possibly forget? And those members are, first and foremost, Mr. Ethan Wetzloff. Ethan, how are you? I'm doing amazing today uh, oh yeah sorry i stole it from you mike and I, I knew you'd open <laughs> with that but I'm, I'm really excited to watch this movie that is, is it a spider-man movie or is this a movie where a nerd takes revenge on his bullies by destroying their favorite sports facilities that's what i think i think this is a underlying the story of this movie is someone who really hated sports. You're saying there's there's a conspiracy. There's a conspiracy Maybe for sure. Strange Mark things. Was really just strange things are happening. Yeah, I know. Okay. I found a bag in my basement today. <laughs> you found a bag in your basement. Well, I'm assuming bag. you're talking about yeah, With a calculator. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And mystery is afoot. Indeed, indeed. The other voice you're hearing is Mr. Micah Hat. Micah, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty great today. Um, you know, I'm I'm feeling pretty rizzed up. I think I might go watch my watch my future father-in-law die in my arms, and then uh, avoid my girlfriend, and then uh, have her uh, break up with her after her dad's funeral, and then just do a little quip in science class and win her back. Win her back. That's all it takes. One quip at the end of a movie to win back the girl of your dreams. Take notes, ladies and gentlemen. Andrew Garfield is Rizology 101. You didn't make it to my dad's funeral. You haven't been around in weeks. Peter, where have you been? Even Flash Thompson was there. You know, I can't make promises. Like, dude, and his quip was, okay. "I can't make promises." All right, dude, we are we are totally going to best. talk about that. We're totally going to talk about that. But before we do, we would appreciate you guys if you would go over to YouTube and give us a subscription, and we also follow us on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We would greatly appreciate that. Or wherever you get your podcast from, leave a review. We will read it on a weekly show. Me and Ethan, and uh, otherwise, let's let's open our sling rings, gentlemen, and head over to Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man universe. What a pretty girl! You're Gwen, right? Gwen Stacy. Did you ask her out? I'm just no good for her. Peter Parker, if there's one thing you are, it's good. I know it's been rough for you without your dad. You look just like him. The city needs you. Protect them. If anyone's destined for greatness, it's you, son. This is my responsibility. Close up shot. <laughs> oh, I love that, the clip where they added them together. Toby looking down at you, and then Andrew looking up. And, is there a is there a woo in the in the Tom Holland Spider Man's? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I we think gotta look for it. it. 
<laughs> Honestly, it's if invalid. Woo, not... We will be wooed for sure. Mm, interesting. <laughs> Which one would you be wooed by the most, Ethan? Out of all Tom three, Holland, four. Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire coming on to me like trying. Oh, you want to use a different word? Yeah, but this is this is the important questions we're asking now. Who am I more wooed by? Yeah, Peter Park. Which uh, which Spider Man actor? That, is it the mm-hmm. that lower lip? The, the lower lip, the, uh, that uh, quiver lip that Andrew Garfield Andrew gives. Garfield. You know that, that's pretty good. Yeah, Toby. Toby is a uh, Toby with his a little old for me. I point. feel like older men, like a youth pastor. You know yeah, what I'm saying? He's like a youth pastor, or uh, you going for the young one with the no lips? I don't, I don't think I'm qualified to answer this question. As I, I mean, if we're talking about Riz here, I mean Andrew Garfield did have a ton. He, I think you said he exuded Riz. He exuberates Riz out of every pore in his body, dude. How is this Peter Parker? This no, this is definitely a different universe. No, Peter Parker, the, the scene where he's talking to Gwen and she, she, he's like fumbling over his words like crazy. That he just he like looks at her halfway, he bites her, white, he bites her lip, scared. he bites his lip, he bites her lip later in the movie for sure. But he bites his lip and he's just like, yeah. yeah. He's like, I like, I like kissing you. He's like, I like kissing you too. <laughs> The dialogue in this in this movie, I, you know, I always remember I gotta, this being a little bit better than the Sam Raimi films, but in this one, I don't know. There, there's a there, there's certainly a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. But before we get yeah. into it, before we get into it, we gotta remind people what's going on in this universe. Because while Andrew Garfield did show up in No Way Home and and gave us all the nostalgia feels, you know, this one. People may not have seen it in a while, and, and Ethan, of course, has got a summary for us. Yes, I'm, no better way to set the vibe for this movie than reading the iconic quote from Ben Parker in this movie. It says, your father, he lived by a philosophy, a principle, really. He believed that if you could do things for other people, you had the moral obligation to do those things. Yes, the iconic Spider-Man line. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Said in the exact way we all love to hear it. Just I so was like, great. Oh, wait, when did they have the, the, the line? Was it in the voicemail? Or was it, it that was it. That, that was, was the that line. Was the line. So because he said moral <laughs> obligation uh-huh. equals responsibility. Think we trans- he was so we like, translated we can catch no up. Way home. <laughs> what so so Andrew Garfield just lied to us in No Way Home when when she was like she said with great power comes great responsibility. And Andrew Garfield was like, Uncle Ben said it. No, 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 no didn't. Ben, the, he said something along those lines. He did. Because, <laughs> I know, yes. I remember like, the, the scene now. No, he didn't. He Uncle did not ben say that. It. We, Ethan just read us the quote, and he, he most certainly did not so say. It, is it confirmed that the Andrew Garfield in No Way Home is a different No, no, they just... They just <laughs> together they just you know what it made for a fantastic scene in that movie it did i think my yeah yeah yeah. keep going but this movie directed by none other than mark webb what was the last name mark webb dude what like like a spider web micah (laughs) i think that was the qualification that got him this directing job they looked at him went no Mm. wait a second what's your last name say 
Oh my goodness. Oh, All right. Googly moogly. Also, in this movie, this movie stars, you know, quite it has quite the cast. Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker, Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy, uh Riz Ifans. I like Riz Ifans. Riz Ifans. That's how we'll pronounce Riz? it. Or Reese Ifans. We're saying Riz, right? Yeah, uh, he plays a lizard. Dennis, Dennis Leary as Captain Stacy. Martin Sheen as Uncle Ben. Sally Field as Aunt May, and Irfan Khan as uh, that uh, that guy. What's his name? Uh, Does he have an actual name in the movie? Rajit Ratha. That's how I'll say it. Oh yeah. That okay. Guy. Yes, that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. In this movie, Peter Parker, played by, of course, Andrew Garfield, is an outcast high schooler who is abandoned by his parents as a boy, leaving him to be raised by his Uncle Ben and Aunt May. Like most teenagers, Peter is trying to figure out who he is and how he got to be the person he is today. Peter is also finding his way through his first high school crush, Gwen Stacy, and together they struggle with love, commitment, and secrets as peter discovers a mysterious briefcase that belonged to his father he begins a quest to understand his parents disappearance leading him directly to oscorp and the lab of dr kurt connors his father's former partner as spider-man is set on a collision course with connors alter ego the lizard peter making life-altering choices to use his powers and shapes his destiny to become a hero mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Reese. Looked it up. So, so, like that. That sounds like a pretty interesting. Sounds movie. like a, a movie, right? Very there. in-depth plot. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. It sounds like the Spider-Man story that has not been told yet, mm-hmm. as, as was the catch line for this movie. Now, now, yeah, Ethan, you want to sum up what you read in our uh, in our? <laughs> so I, I have the collector's edition of the Amazing Spider-Man. Um, well, I have both the Spider-Man trilogy, the, the Tobey Maguire one, and mm-hmm. the Amazing Spider-Man duology, I guess. Yeah. Pair. <laughs> Two movies. And they both have this nice little uh, book in the front. Emphasis on book. Yeah, it's like 20 <laughs> pages. It's, uh, in this DVD collection. It's a hefty yeah. book at the at the uh, front of Blu-ray this. Blu-ray collection, mind you. Yeah. Blu-ray collection. And there's lots of pictures, lots of great things. Ethan, you read quite a bit of it, and you were going to read it for the summary, but then you realize that it's like... It's too much. It's too much. It's, too it's much. way too much. I, why would they put it and give it to you to read when they, it could just be like a bonus feature. Like, why didn't they have people say this stuff? Like, like, like this is supposed to be in like the story of Amazing Spider-Man, you know, narrated by you know Avi Arad. I don't know. There, yeah. There's a lot in there, but so what was the main point they were trying to drive home in this, Ethan? Well, as we know, uh, the Raymond movies built a world that, in my opinion, was just so perfect. It was so Spider-Man. It just had that tint on it of nostalgia, and they they had to do something with this. You know, if Sony didn't make this movie, they would have lost the rights to Spider Man. So yeah. they were at the end of their road, and they were like, "All right, let's let's do this." And it's it was it was so hard because the Ray movies literally did everything right in a lot of ways. Not everything perfect, but the origin story, great. The elements of the Spider-Man character, you know, the Daily Bugle, Uncle Ben, the wrestling origin. That it's all no for no. It's so good and directly pulled from the comics. This movie, they want it to be different. 
and it definitely is different. You can tell mm-hmm. though. It's different. Yeah. Like they it's like they were told the number one thing was make sure you differentiate yourself from down to the fact that J. Jonah Jameson's not in the movie. Uncle Ben doesn't give the same quote. He's got web shooters, which I do I good, do prefer. Which good step in the right that's direction. Like the one thing that's comic accurate, yeah. Does better than the other ones, yeah. which unfortunately is not the greatest thing in the world. But I don't know. It there's a lot to this movie, and I want to shoot this over to Micah first. What what do you think about Amazing Spider-Man? You're you're a Raimi yeah, trilogy I'm fan. I'm definitely a Raimi trilogy fan. This was my second time watching The Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, I first watched it right before No Way Home. I've still not seen the second one, so t- stay tuned for the uh, sequel review when we do that. Um, That'll be a fun one. Yeah, overall... Sure? Mm-hmm. This movie definitely entertained. It wasn't bad, in my opinion. Mm. Um, was it the Spider-Man I would have wanted to see? No, but it is a different Spider-Man enough to merit itself a new universe. Mm. If it were the same Spider-Man, if it were trying to be the same Spider-Man, like, okay, the first trilogy, we can't do that anymore. But we got to keep going with the Spider-Man, so we got to just do Spider-Man again. They didn't just do Spider-Man again. They they did change it enough and it, it works for me. It, sure, he's not the Peter Parker we know and love. On its own, this is an okay movie to me. I think that the dialogue between Gwen and Peter is, while not um, the best romance writing or whatever, it is definitely what high schoolers would say. <laughs> I think they got that pretty well. Um, the, the chemistry they have together is, is pretty good. I mean, they were dating, so you can feel that they were, you know, they, they weren't afraid to get close to each other and the action's okay. It's passable. Uh, the CGI is pretty good. It doesn't have this. My, my biggest complaint is it doesn't have the Spider-Man web swinging like it should. Like, he doesn't swing around New York the way it doesn't have like that scene, you know, like all the, all the Raimi Spider movies, they had that scene mm. where they're swinging around New York and the, the music swells. And it's very and it's, triumphant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't have that. And I don't know if they were intentionally avoiding it or if they just forgot or didn't have time for it or whatever. But you do see him swing. It's just not, it, it, it doesn't like add anything to it. So I would argue the crane scene fits that bill pretty well. Yeah, it, but it's it's not like very triumphant. It's, it's him super, uniting with New York. It's just not super powerful. It's it's yeah, it's an emotional scene, but it's not like showing that Spider Man is ready to go. Like he is doing this, man. He's like going. He's like, I gotta get here. I'm gonna die. Like everyone's gonna die. I'm gonna. <laughs> and I just got shot. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that crane scene? I thought it was okay. Yeah. I mean, the first time I watched it, it was a little more emotional. This time I was just kind of. Oh, they just... it felt very like, oh, we're going to do what they did in the Raimi movie. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you mess with one of us, you mess with all of you us. You, you yeah. got to go to yeah. me. And it's, what's yeah, it's name? like, I, I love the idea of New York banding together, but yeah. I, I think cranes was just such a, a weird choice. They threw it together kind of last minute. What, what construction workers are going to go over time at like, <laughs> work at this late. late. I asked that. I'm like, why are they working? It, it's got to be at least yeah, nine o'clock. Yeah. Speaking of working, e- Ethan, would a plumber work on an appliance? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the years I spent in plumbing, <laughs> I did not work on an appliance. Okay. Okay. So the, the, that was the big question I was left with. They never answered it. 
There, are, yeah, there are different. The there yeah. are different workmen for. Yeah, I'll work on the condenser one. That is an okay. That's that's another thing that I did like about this movie is they got Peter Parker a bit more right in some ways. Yes, agree. In some ways, yeah. I don't think that his relationship was as comic book accurate, but his smartness they show it a lot more than tell it in this I movie. Say, yeah, he Andrew Garfield Spider Man just oozes like. This guy is smart. Yeah. And you didn't really get that with uh Maguire's. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, he's he's a little he's a little dorky. He like answers the questions in class. Yeah. And he impresses Gwen. In he's class. teacher's pat, but yeah. this 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 Peter genuinely <laughs> he feels like a slacker, but he feels like he is incredibly intelligent. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to talk about the crane sequence just just a little more because yeah. uh I thought it was so funny because we watched this with I watched this with Ben and his wife, Sam. And during that scene when all the cranes are turning, Sam goes, good thing those cranes are there or else you would have nothing to swing on. There are buildings. Yeah. Yeah. What does this make? What, what Why does he do make? need the cranes? the cranes? Yeah. Like he has in the, in the, <laughs> so okay, Spider-Man, your path is all lined up now. We got, yeah. Right. We got things that you can swing on. They <laughs> even have a helicopter, like show him where he's supposed to go. <laughs> but in once case that, you're an idiot. Once that spotlight left him, he wouldn't have seen where it went. Exactly, exactly. He would just see a light like, oh, why is it going? It's over there. Okay. Interesting. Let me swing. I'm swinging it. Listen. Like, oh, that's where I'm supposed to go. Oh, that's Corp. What? As much as we're clowning, I actually think that's one of the better moments in this movie. In a movie that's not necessarily the greatest. I will say I'm not the biggest fan of it. It's probably still my least favorite Spider-Man movie as of right now. I think, as we said, there are some good elements, but in a movie with not a lot there, I, I laughed a lot at the movie's expense. Mm-hmm. And most of it was not, you know, the you shouldn't be laughing at this part. That that's what I'll that's what I'll say. So I don't know. That, that's what I think. Ethan, are you are you more positive than either Michael or I or? Where, no, where, where I, do you stand? So every time I watch this movie, I sit down and I genuinely want to love it. When I, whenever I yeah. sit down to watch it, I want to, I like, because I love Andrew Garfield, I love Emma Stone, and I love Spider-Man. So I, I want to like these movies when I sit down and watch them. And this one, uh, specifically, just, it, there's nothing really in it that I go, oh, I'm, that was really good. I really liked that. And that sucks because... This is the first Spider-Man movie I ever saw in my life. You know, Avengers came mm-hmm. out and then this came out right after it. So the, the Avengers ignited the spark that got me on the superhero bandwagon per se. I mean, I don't know if you can call it a bandwagon. I'm still on it. But that got me introduced to the superhero world. So when this movie came out, I saw this too. I loved it. I was like, well, Spider-Man so cool. And so I do have nostalgia for it where I look back and I'm like, I remember liking this scene when I was little. Yeah. But it does it in no way does it work now. Like we have the contrast of the Avengers to where when I liked those scenes in the Avengers when I was little, I go back, I watch them, I love them more now because they're amplified with my age and my my love of the material. This is the opposite. The the more I revisit this film, the less I like it. Which sucks because I really do want to like this movie. I think there are some choices they make that that are pretty cool like i think peter's uh pretty good mm. in a lot of areas and i i don't mind his spider-man i think uh i think they give him too much too quickly in this movie he is quipping with criminals 
before he uh, saves the cat, per se. You know, you always have to have that hero moment to become the hero that we want to root for. And he is bullying these criminals and being snarky to the cops before he's earned that. So yeah. that that's where I'm a little colder on this, but no, I'm excited to talk about it and dive into more of the the nitty gritty of this. Hey, well, what what's the quote that uh, Uncle Ben says in this movie? I can't remember. It's not as easy to remember. <laughs> With, uh, if you have the ability to do this, senses. the moral <laughs> obligation to do those things, then you must do those things. Yeah, yeah. And it, was that before or after Uncle Ben that you're thinking of? It was after. It was after. Okay. Yeah. That's something that. They, oh yeah, that's right. Because he goes on the little thing and he gets his costume. Yeah, he needs to have that save the cat moment where he's like, I, I love that scene where, like that first scene where he's in the car and that the criminal dude gets into the car and he's like quipping with him and he's he like, magically yeah, he's appears in there yeah. and then he like quips, uh, flips the door shut and then he's like talking to him still. I like that scene. I think that was a good Spider-Man scene. And then when the cops show up, he's like, uh, he disarms a police officer. That's against the law. He would have been. <laughs> arrest them. Yeah, arrest them. No one would call for his warrant. His vigilanteism is completely legal. Right. Like, I get why he did that. It doesn't matter because he's already breaking the law. I feel like somewhere in this, in the development of this movie, they wanted to turn this into a sort of Dark Knight reboot where it was a more realistic Spider-Man. Okay. He's against the law. We like the police have to take him down. Kind of thing. You do get that vibe dark and gritty. Like, yeah, th- that's definitely the vibe Mark Webb went for. Mm-hmm. And that could have been a cool movie, too, if they continued to because it, it shows it in the costumes. So I like yeah. I like the Spider-Man costume in this. Not as much the mask, but the wear that you see. On the I, costume. I know I like it. The colors yeah. look and real cool. Specifically the bottom of the shoe, too. Do you see that? Like, it's worn. But mm. in the movie, because he's been running on walls and all this stuff. I, I think that was a cool little touch. Nobody thinks to, like, oh, your shoes are worn. His, the soles of his shoe were worn down. Nice that detail. Was, that was cool. And it, the the costume has more details. You look closer to it. And then far away has a different look. The only thing I can't get past are the eyes. I don't like the eyes yeah, of this costume. Same here. If you had... I, I like the logo, because it's the, the, oh. the, the comic book logo. That's cool. The eyes, they just look too small, and they're not reflective enough. Yeah. Well, if small and reflective are the things that's holding you back, you will really like the suit in Spider-Man. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. All right. Indeed. Gets an upgrade. I think uh, one of the main problems with this movie is when it came out. Because it's 2012, and you kind of said this, alluded to to it, and it's like the Avengers had just come out, and this is a Marvel superhero. So I even remember at the time, people were like, oh, yeah, well, when is Spider-Man going to join the Avengers? Mm-hmm. There were images photoshopped with him in the iconic six, like, circular shot, and it, there was Spider-Man there. And it was like everyone wanted him to join it. Andrew Garfield is even quoted as saying, we have to merge the two universes because, you know, that's where superhero television, we can't do this without making it bigger. Yeah. And he saw some money signs. Well, <laughs> but he, he also had a point. That's yeah. exactly where Spider-Man needed to be taken. And, and he's had great success with Marvel. Yeah. But it it's a problem because these movies had the unfortunate of number one, the unfortunate task of coming after three beloved movies that, that do almost everything right. And the fact that this is right in pretty much Marvel's heyday of just 
cranking out great yeah this is the start of the mcu really like full speed ahead man this is mcu is not stopping for another like six years well, before MC, we get a stinker MC's still going yeah. yeah yeah and another thing about the raimi movies too is that it, raimi has that artistic touch he has that scene composition that's just unmatched compared to the other spider-man yeah, movies there's in the Raimi movies there's uh writing and dialogue and specific shots and scenes that are just corny that's how you say it. they're just corny but uh where in this movie things are are also corny. They're just done completely different ways. Because when Raimi does it, you feel like Raimi knew that was corny. Personality. It's, it's, it's his. Yeah. There's personality in that movie, mm-hmm. and in this movie, they they just kind of throw it in because they have to, sort of thing. And um, it really takes away from it when Peter isn't as awkward as he could be. Yeah. So like he's sure he's awkward, but not in the way that he was. Not in the way that I picture Peter Parker. He's, I don't know. He's too rizzy. The problem is too rizzy. They're like, well, number one, he skateboards. Yeah, I never not relatable. Enough. I never pictured Peter Parker skateboarding, and the like, that's more of like a cool, edgy teenager he's not, he vibe. Doesn't, he doesn't skateboard just to skateboard. He skateboards while Coldplay is playing over it. Yeah, oh, yeah. come on. <laughs> like it's Props to that. It's too, you know, like it's too cool. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be like. I related way more to McGuire because yeah. he was the nerd who was getting beat down. And it was like, no matter who you are, you have experienced bullying in your life in some form. Everyone can relate to that. Not everyone can relate to, you know, skating around on a skateboard, yeah, and, bully all the you time. know, just risen up the <laughs> hottest girl in school. And it's like, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Like there's just questionable choices. Whereas I think that Holland and McGuire are better treated as far as you know, now he that makes his Spider-Man portrayal, not his Peter Parker tra- portrayal, really good. Mm-hmm. I think that he Andrew Garfield is a better Spider-Man than he is a Peter Parker, which is unfortunate because you really need both to have it work. And I would say honestly, Peter Parker is probably the more important role to get and hammer it nailed down. But I don't like when Peter Parker is cool. And has like a smolder. Like, the thing I read in the book from Mark Webb uh, <laughs> the earlier, the book, yeah, uh, he said that Peter is an outcast by choice in this movie. He Disagree. rejects people before they reject him, and that that is very different from what we see with the with the movie. With the <laughs> no, not like this movie. You that. feel that a little, but in the Raimi movies, yeah, for he's sure. trying to he's trying to get a seat on the bus. Mm. Nerdy girl, nor, nerdy dork, dorky glasses right. girl won't even let him sit by him. Yeah, yeah. And he, I think the biggest problem with Peter Parker in this movie is that things he gets off too easy. He insults the police chief and you know goes unscathed, runs He's away. Still, he doesn't get a stern talking to. He comes home late every night and then. Sure, Uncle Ben does the one thing where he's like, "You go in there and you apologize." I love that scene. Yeah, that's a you good go in there, you apologize to your aunt right now, and then he walks in and is like, "No, no, yeah, I don't actually need to. You don't need to apologize to me. It's more your uncle." No, no, you apologize. I love that dialogue. That is that seemed like the most genuine dialogue. Yeah. Uncle Ben. Every time I see that actor, I think of National Treasure. I remember, so Peter yeah. runs yeah. away. He slams. So this is right before Uncle Ben dies. He runs away. He slams the door and breaks the glass. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in that scene just thinking what I just feel like Peter's just a little too petty right there. Yeah, no, I Uncle agree. Ben is I mad because 
Peter ignored <laughs> phone calls from his aunt when he was supposed to pick her up. Yeah. Why is Peter mad? I get like... No, no, he was mad because his uncle brought up his dad. And yeah, that's, that's, that's what I came to, but even then, he's just... I mean, you just are being... I guess that's how teenagers are, move the plot along. And that's something Mark Webb really... They really loved the idea of the, this parents and the, the mystery and of them. Avi, Avi too. He was all in on it, too, when you were reading the book out loud. It, it right. was, he was, like, saying, this is important. This Peter is important because we get to see how his parents influenced the rest of his life. Do you guys like that plot point? I think it was underdeveloped. I think uh, I want to talk about it when we get to Spider-Man 2, how much I like this plot okay. point. I haven't seen Spider-Man 2, so mm. I'm... Mm. Trust me, if you like uh, you like spy espionage stuff, okay, you will love Spider-Man Two, at least this parent subplot. Well, I yeah yeah, in this movie, it's just I like it to build intrigue. It creates an interesting little okay. They didn't have this in the other ones. I wonder where they're going to go with this. The problem you have is they go nowhere with this because it got canceled. So this plot point is just never. We don't know what happens. What about? So, what do you guys think about the uh, the realization of powers in this movie? I wanted to talk about that, too, because a lot of that is done through montage, and it's very quick. Mm. You know, it's all like, all of these big things, even building web shooters is done in a montage. It's like, all right, we've, and, and the montages are very long. They go over a lot of film, and it's like, okay, whoa, okay, we're, we, we've gone, the, McGuire films were very well paced. Yeah. And this goes a long way in a very short amount of time for it being one of the longest Spider-Man movies and one of the longest films on our rewatch. This is two hours and 15 minutes right wow. around there. But there's so much montage and that goes over the discovering of powers, the building of the web shooters. I felt like it went quick. Yeah, I think it went a little too quick and it wasn't it still wasn't dense enough. I think that remember we in our Spider-Man One podcast. Uh, you might want to listen to that. I don't know. It was kind of long. <laughs> we 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 talked about we had day a lot one. to say. Day one in Spider-Man One was a long part of our podcast. We talked about that for a long time, and this movie doesn't have as much to talk about. Day one, the the main highlight I can talk about is when he comes home and he looks like. Uh, he had taken crack and they were like, alcohol? No, not alcohol. And he's like, oh, I love oh, this. This meatloaf is so good. And he's like, nobody likes the meatloaf. Bro, he grabs more he, food he than I've the, got in my fridge. He took like, the frozen mac and cheese. Dude, he takes so much. Like, oh, holy insane. crap. Yeah, it's yeah. not till he's beating up the assailants when he first, we see him first really climb a wall in like an homage to the Maguire scene. But yeah, him getting powers is huge in the Raimi movie. But this this felt like, oh shoot, we want to get him from A to C. But in between that, there's B where he has to get he has to become super somehow. Yeah, he has to like remember. He has to figure out all his powers, and we have to give him something funny with the with the grab, like the the sticky. And uh, let's put on a subway, and he strips a lady. <laughs> yeah, that's the, weird. That seems funny because uh, the, the extra that punches him in between two cuts, he switches from a white guy to a black guy. No way. <laughs> yes, in the movie, no you can watch it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I did not notice that, but I believe you. <laughs> he sticks to everything in this, and it's 
they it's not as well executed as in the the Raimi movie. He it's just more high school friendly. Like, would why why do they have to do that? Why do they have to? Why do you have to beat up these people on a train? These like innocent people that like sure they were a little mean and through his stickiness he aggravated them to try to beat him up and then he just destroys them he's <laughs> totally in the wrong of that he rips a girl's shirt off yeah okay yeah obviously he doesn't mean to do that but he's the main problem i think that we're all getting at is he's not endearing like no, mcguire was nobody you likes don't feel him. for this guy it's like he's ridiculing his parent his aunt may and uncle ben it's like no they're in the right you're an idiot he rips the girl's shirt off. No, you're an idiot. Why are you doing this? And then he beats up everyone on that train. It's it's held like, holy cow, he's got these powers. No, I see that, and I'm like, but what are you they, doing? They broke his skateboard, Ben. They broke his skateboard. Well, I'm like, <laughs> they, he probably broke all their bones. <laughs> yeah, he probably did. And he destroyed everything in that train at the same time. They <laughs> were criminals. And he goes on this much longer vendetta to find this guy than McGuire does, you know, I don't know. It, I, I think of Peter Parker more as a more as a George McFly than a Biff, and he seemed more like a Biff in this mm. movie. <laughs> how he? How did he just like command uh, Flash to stop beating up that one kid in the beginning where he was holding him over the spaghetti? He's like, eat the food, eat the food. Don't don't eat the food. Put just, him down. Put him down. Put him Eugene. down. Eugene. Yeah. Eugene. And everyone's like, oh, bullying me again, Peter. Oh. Well, and then it, there's yeah. the basketball scene. That should have been the first scene where he was like, over, uh, winning over his bullies in the worst way possible. You that mean, should you, have been. You don't like that he set up the flash before he had powers? Yeah, yeah. I don't like... No, he should have been the guy getting his face dunked in the he spaghetti. That's the role he should have had. They messed that up. Peter in Spider-Man Raimi trilogy gets bullied, and then he's able to conquer his... They, that's wait, the whole point of having to, yeah. the great, res, great powers and great responsibility. We have to highlight, like, they're not... Mark Webb, they were not trying to make the Raimi movies again. They were trying that's to make Spider-Man something different. Movie. That's that is Spider-Man. What's the point yeah. of having a main character if you can't relate to him or sympathize with him in any way? Like, you don't feel bad for this guy. You don't feel bad for him at all because he's always had this riz to him, this confidence, and there's no... He doesn't gain anything from his powers confidence-wise. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge thing that makes... Because every kid, you know, I'm getting bullied... But now I have these powers. Now I can stand up for myself. For this one, it's... uh, Now I have these powers and I can still be overbearing on this bully. And now I can just slam him up into the locker harder when I'm angry about my uncle passing. That's... That was a cool scene, though. I did like like how, how Flash isn't just a bully. He says... You know, he's like up against the, the locker. Peter has him pinned against the wall. And Flash says, feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, he's like, I know your uncle died. It's I'm sorry. That was a powerful scene. I'm almost certain. I relate they had... to more of the characters around Peter. Yeah. Than Peter himself. Well, this. especially and let's talk about it. Gwen Stacy, Emma Stone, who I think might be the best part of this movie. I don't yeah. know. I, I think I no, really. Uncle Ben. I yeah. Uncle okay. Ben for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about. That's I'll talk fair. about it more later right. and, and dissect it. But. That's fair, but. 
I really, really like Gwen Stacy. I've said it before, I'll say it again. This reaffirms it. I think she is the best Spider-Man love interest. I like that she knows that he's Spider-Man from the start. I like that she's involved in everything like that, even though the way she finds out is a little <laughs> wacky. Uh, it just it creates a different aspect to it, and I like that she's able to, you know, realize because one of the most frustrating things about the Maguire movies was because Gwen or not Gwen, MJ yeah. didn't know. Yeah. It created so much drama and tension around it, and you know that it might be it some of the, it, that might be some of the charm, but it, it made her more insufferable as a result. Well, I, she just was uh Chris and Dunn's character in those movies just wasn't the greatest period. I, I love I love secret identity of it all. That to me that that's one of the most interesting parts about a character with a secret identity is how do they balance their social life and their superhero life without uh destroying their social life. Like it's like that it's truly selfless. Like, why aren't you there, Peter? Why aren't you there? Sick. Yeah, they take a very I am Iron Man approach with this, and everyone knows that Peter is Spider-Man. He, yeah. Aunt May probably knows with how many times he's just been so <laughs> loose with, like, they mentioned Spider-Man on the TV, and there goes Andrew. He's gone. <laughs> and, you know, he, he shows up every time Spider-Man gets beat up, and he's beat up. He gets so beat up in this movie. Yeah. I think that's a part that they do a bit better in this movie, is that um, Andrew Garfield... Has a lot. He takes a beating, and it doesn't just go away. Yeah. What do you think about the lizard? We haven't talked about Riz, or as Ethan said, Riz Ivans. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the 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 lizard as the, the main villain of this? Does he hold up to any of the previous Spider-Man villains? I think no. he he makes uh, Topher Grace's Eddie Brock look like a superstar. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I he he's really flat. He just is. Please kill Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he's. I don't know. Kurt Connors could can be such an interesting character. I think the way that he is handled in, um, the amazing the the Spider Man game from the PS4 is pretty cool. Yeah, but this one just fails. I think mm-hmm. it's a dud first villain, and when you. The pro- I hate comparing it. I don't like comparing it to the Maguire movies, but we've done so it so often. But first movie Maguire, you have Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe, and <laughs> that's that's iconic right. right there. And this this is Riz Ifans as as <laughs> the, Reese as Reese. I looked it up. Oh, they, I, oh, I know, I know his actual. Okay. See, these are ideas that were floating around for a fourth Raimi Spider-Man film. You know, Kirk Connors. I think he's in all three of those Raimi movies. Two of them. He's, he's in two not of them in at the least. first one. Yeah. yeah, I think he is in the first one. Is I he not? Believe he is. No, not. he's not in college, so he wouldn't be. I don't know. He gets to college, doesn't he? I don't know. I just remember seeing that he was in two. He's in them. He's Maybe. in them. He is. Devotion to accuracy. Right. That, that's what I'm. That's what I'm after here. I could be wrong too. Fact checked us. All I remember is that uh, he turns into the lizard in the Spider-Man Three game for the PS3, and that's pretty sick. Ooh, I'm probably a better version of yeah, the lizard. It, it was. A, it was a sick boss fight that I was never able to beat. The quick dude, times were too fast. The design for this lizard, I just, I am not in love with, man. I don't, I don't like the design of this. I even mentioned it to you yesterday that the Ultimate Spider-Man, the cartoon show that was out that aired during this whole time period much better 
much more lizard-like, especially with his coat. This guy looks like the Super Mario Goombas right. from that old movie. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. Like the, the, I don't know. I don't like the design. Do you? I think that they do a... They, they make it look... At, the model isn't bad quality. It's just the design of it isn't that great. You mm. know what I mean? Like the textures on it, they look great. It looks like a, a reptile. I, I don't know how they could improve it because I don't. I'm not too familiar with very many other lizards in the, the Spider-Man universe. So you, you, well, you know what a lizard's face looks like, right? Yeah, you yeah. think like more of a snout. You know, but it does have that thing on it with the the, the like webbed cheeks. Yeah, but and like, that was a nice touch. I think here. Let me let me look it up. Let, let me show you how it. How and I think it should, yeah, Lizard Ultimate Spider-Man. This this is how it should be. Those of you who know the show, those of you who don't, look it up. But I think this is a much better the Lizard. Yeah, like uh, this one's a dark image. This one's a pretty dark image. But here, th this is what it should look like. I okay. like that. It's more of a beastly creature. You know, Spider-Man Three Lizard. In the in the game, that's that, a great. That's a. That's oh, I see that. That's actually like really a, cool. Oh like yeah. A, yeah, I like that a lot. He's got like the suit going on, like the lab coat He's and the a pants going Velociraptor on. Velociraptor look to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's what I thought of when I saw a lizard and dude, he just kind of has that flat face to him. Hmm. No, I don't like the lizard. I don't like a lot of this movie. Even though I do, like Ethan said, I want to like this movie. So there's certain things that I do like. But I think the chief offense that this movie commits is at the very, very end of the movie. Mm. As he is in class and the teacher says, don't make promises you can't keep, Mr. Parker. <laughs> and he says, yeah, but those are the best kind. Those are the best kind. That really ruins That gets me back. Me. All right. Andrew Garfield, you got me. You got me, dude. I'm like... I can't make promises. The whole emotional core of that Captain Stacy's death, leave Gwen out of this. Promise me you'll do that. And he nods and he's, he's like, the whole emotional core of the movie is undercut right there. In this, they, I know that they were trying to do that anyway. And the, the plot that is in Amazing Spider-Man 2 really does work. They just did it in the worst way possible. I am not a fan of the ending of this movie. I remember like all the girls were in love with that last line at the end. They were like, oh, he is going to be with her. And I, I was like, I don't know. I don't really even. And then now I'm just, I'm angry. I, I left the movie angry. I didn't like it at all. I don't know. Are you, are you a fan of the ending, Ethan? Uh, that specific line or the final ending? Yeah. No. <laughs> I, like, yeah, I really do want to like this movie, but so much of the dialogue, Ben, throw throw a dialogue clip in right here between between the two main actors. I, I was touching up stuff. You're touching up stuff? Come on. I was, I was, I'm not going to answer that. Um, so uh, you want to, uh, I don't know. Um, want to what? I don't know. Just, uh, um, I don't know. We could. I don't know. We could. Uh, or we could do something else. Or we could. If you don't, I mean, uh, like, we could. Yeah. 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 Either one. Really? Sure. It, you just listen to that audience. Come on. What? What's going on there? You just couldn't think of one. <laughs> I couldn't think of one. <laughs> Play one. Oh no! No, that'll work well.
Oh, believe me, I'm going to find something real good, real good. It could be one of the Riz scenes that Andrew and Gwen are kind of like going in between. Like they're like cringe inducing dialogue. It could be anything like Lizard has some pretty insane lines. But yeah, I, I was really like watching this movie and I was waiting for a moment where I felt like, oh, I really liked that. Just either Spider-Man wise or Gwen and Peter wise. And it never came. That moment never came for me. And I remember having those moments the first time watching this movie. Mm -hmm. I just don't have them now. Even the, the scene that a lot of people say is the best scene in this movie, him saving the kid, he throws in the mask. He's like, put on the mask. You'll make you strong. I thought that was cool. I liked that bit. I thought it was 10 times cooler when I was a kid. Now watching it, it just feels really. Who cares? Why didn't you web him right from the beginning? Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, that's true. I think they should have showed more of him being the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man because the Raimi trilogies do a great they job. Do an awesome that. job. There's yeah. a there's a great you scene comparing it to the Raimi trilogies. I know. So I know. Good. There's a great scene of that in the second movie, mm. and that I okay. I really really love. But yeah, I I think this movie, the mo- the worst part about it is is. Andrew Garfield is so great and I love him as an actor and his passion outside the role. It's hard. It's almost heartbreaking. There's a scene that you probably both have seen it of him at Comic-Con and he dresses up as Mm Spider-Man. He portrays an audience member and he takes off his mask. He's going to be playing Spider-Man and he literally lays out how he's wanted to do this since he was a kid. He has such a passion for this role. He said he cried when he first wore the suit. Yeah. He, he played, he, he loved it so much and he wanted to connect with audience so bad that he went out and just played basketball with the community around him during the shooting of this film in his free time. That he would go out in the Spider-Man costume and go shoot hoops with the kids. He's got this lankiness to him. Well, he, I, I don't like know why I like silhouette that. of him. I think it's, 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 I think it's a good way to help him stand out as a silhouette mm. from the different Spider-Men. Because you got Tom Holland who's, who's like Shorter and kind of just like more built. Yeah, you got Tobey Maguire, who's like this. He's the average. He's like the 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 go to Spider Man, in my opinion. Kind of before that's how, they yeah. really bulked up for their. Yeah, roles. yeah. Oh, he bulked, you've got, I, Oh yeah, there's a scene in the mirror. He's like, very nice. This yeah. is new. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But yeah, that that kind of gets me a little frustrated. No, that is what hurts because. Uh, you know, Andrew Garfield, he's in my favorite movie of all time, Hacksaw Ridge. I love the guy as an actor. I love him outside of the superhero realm. But th- that's why every time I sit down and watch this movie, I'm like, I want to love you. And I love him in No Way Home. He's fantastic oh. in No Way Home. Yeah. But every time I sit down and watch his origin story. Tick, tick, boom. He's really good in that, too. Yeah. He, he's a great actor. But I sit down and I watch this movie. It just, it doesn't work for me. And it sucks because he does love the character and I love the character. You can feel the passion he puts into some of those more heartfelt scenes too. I I feel the emotion from him. I think he does. He's trying for sure. I think compared to Tobey Maguire, he has a better way of conveying the sadness emotions. Absolutely. And Tobey just, he's trying his hardest, but it's just not enough for what the scenes are demanding. Andrew Garfield he seems like he comes from a theatrical background. He mm-hmm. knows how to do this stuff. Well, when and Uncle he's playing ben, yeah. the character as well as he can from what the script is given. When Uncle Ben dies, you yeah. know, I think it's I think that scene is way better. When he dies and Peter comes up, mm-hmm. 
not before that, but when he dies and comes up, his emotion that he conveys, you know, Sam was laughing at that last night, but I sat there and I was literally like, this is really something special. This is something else. He conveyed, and that's why, yeah, I like that. (laughs) That's why I like the second one so much, because there is a lot more emotion. Why is that? There's something that goes on in the second movie. We'll have to wait and find out. If you like sappy relationship stuff, you'll love to. Yeah. For sure. Yes. I just hope I can catch it. Sometimes things just fall beyond my grasp. I can't, can't quite. Uh, don't do it like that. Don't do it like that. <laughs> but if if you guys don't have anything else you want to say, yeah, something else you want to add? Yeah, I think the worst thing this movie did was Peter just has straight up has the same prescription as his dad. There's no rhyme or reason That's about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He finds his dad's glasses, takes off his contacts. They work great. Well, I mean, is that should have the same. Like if, if you have glasses, works? you should have a similar prescription to your parents. That's how genetics work. I, I mean, I guess. I thought it was dumb. That makes sense to me. And I, we've talked a lot about how they do a good job at making Peter sciency and mm. uh, inventive. I guess because he's got his cool little lock on his on his door. What's that for? Who who can say? He's changing, of course. But he doesn't even make his own web fluid in this. Yeah, I remember there was a huge misunderstanding mm. when the movie came out. People were like, he makes his own web fluid. This is crazy. He like, he's such a smart kid because he makes it. No, he doesn't. He gets it from Oscorp. He buys it. He buys it in bulk. It's shipped to him from Oscorp. But he that does, was pretty cool, though. It grounded in the world. That was, he does that was nice. make his web shooters. He makes Technology the web shooters. Technology to make yeah. it. He does. Yeah. I just like, I like the scenes in uh, Homecoming where Tom Holland is mixing vials together, making web fluid. I think it's cool. Yeah. That's why I think Spider-Man Homecoming is the perfect way of doing another Spider-Man origin story. Because it skips all that. We've yeah, seen it already. I even leaned over to yesterday. I'm like, oh, what's going to happen to this Uncle Ben? <laughs> yeah, right. That's why That's why the Tom Holland movies, they just surprised us. Because that third one, you're like, Uncle Ben, did that already happen? And then, I, I guess spoilers for No Way Home, Aunt May dies. And that, she what? is the Uncle Ben. Like, now I don't even think... A critique of Homecoming was, there's no Uncle Ben. Now, I don't even know if the MCU Spider-Man will ever have an Uncle Ben, because he doesn't need it, and May fills that role. Probably not. I don't think and they... That's a great it. way to make it different. I Yeah, I, I'm not mad about that. You know, Because a lot of people were saying that this movie should have just skipped the origin. If you wanted to tell this story with Spider-Man, just kind of... Because they kind of do that. I... My thing with this Spider-Man is that I think the world it builds around him is the least interesting. Raimi's got yeah. such a distinct feel to it, and Tom Holland is literally a part of the biggest cinematic universe ever. And this one is just kind of they they establish the world and they shove it down your throat before they give you the chance to care about this specific version of Spider-Man. Oh, here are his parents. They're vanished. Well, we'll give Peter a little bit of to do in school. Oh, look, he finds his bag. His parents are back. It's like they want us to know more about his parents than actually about Peter. Yeah. And the biggest one you can even say is New York as a character. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man's his whole thing is that he's the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And if you don't care about the neighborhood because they don't build up the the culture and the world of New York, then you're missing the point. Great line from uh, Infinity War. Like, I can't be the friend, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man if there's no neighborhood. Yeah. And 
Yeah, where, where where's his uh, little where's shenanigans? I'm, I'm, I I wish he had a more relationship with the actual city. Yeah, this makes me think of Homecoming and how many things they fix. They directly address from the Amazing Spider-Man to that movie. Yeah, I, even even in the Raimi movie, it's a jump, and it's also a jump in this movie for you to look at look at this guy and go, "Oh, he made that suit. He made that suit." They do counteract that pretty good in in Homecoming, where Stark gives him a suit, mm-hmm. and we even see in uh, Civil War, Peter's first suit is just like. It looks so homemade. It's so cool. I, yeah, I love, love that. It. It's literally a hoodie with a spider painted on it and goggles. I lo- that suit's so underrated, in my opinion, because it's just it, that's that's realism. And this one's wearing sunglasses. Yeah, that, <laughs> he I went like from, the, the he first Spider Man yeah. suits are always the best. Like in, in Raimi, it's a it's a sweatshirt. With a, I love that, with a, yeah. like a hockey mask thing. Yeah, right. A ski mask. That's what they're right. Yep, ski mask. And then he's, <laughs> it's great. And you like the one in this? You like his red mask with sunglasses? Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's definitely my least. It has its one. it has its quirks. I I think that each of the uh, the original Spider Man suits have a have a thing to them. Mm-hmm. Even in, in the Spider Verse, it's just like a costume. Oh, it, it's yeah. a Spider Man costume, and there's meaning behind that. That's cool. Everyone fits eventually. I'm excited for that movie, man. I will say, I don't think we've ever had a bad Spider-Man movie. I don't think this is a bad movie. No. I don't. I really don't. I don't think this is a bad movie. Is it the we've worst? Been, we've been clowning on it. Is it the worst? I think so. I think so. We so have far, watched anyway. bad movies in this marathon. We right. know what bad is. Yeah, if you want to know what bad is, this is, yeah, this is no Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. Well, for sure, but it's not the greatest. So we're we're gonna give scores, but before we do that, I want to say characters, characters, gentlemen, and I'm gonna shoot this to you first, Ethan. Do you have a favorite yeah, character? I'll take. Uh, we haven't really said his name yet through this podcast, but I'll take Captain Stacy. I like mm. I like what uh, he brings to the movie. I like how he kind of fills the J. Jonah Jameson role. And it sucks that we don't get J. Jonah in this movie or a version of him. And uh, MCU realized, you know, if we want J. Jonah, we can't recast him. We just got to gotta bring J.K. Simmons back. So th- that's this movie has the Daily Bugle. You see it on a newspaper, the Daily Bugle. Yeah. But they don't they don't have that Spider-Man's a menace. Mm-hmm. You know, that is so important to the character. So Captain Stacy kind of fills that role and there are. They're arguing at dinner about Spider-Man and how he's not a, not a hero. He just beats people up. And I, I kind of relate to Captain Stacy. We were kind of saying how Peter isn't really, it, it's not really projected as a hero. I kind of look at Captain Stacy. I'm like, yeah, he. I'm, I'm kind of on your side, man. I could not see that uh, argument happening in real life. That was a civil disagreement, <laughs> man. Yeah. That at was the a dinner table? Yeah. Bro, like you go and you see your girlfriend, the chief of police, at his dinner table the first time you meet him. Disrespectful, like, and you're bouncing on the on on the father that you're dating his daughter. He wanted the smoke, like straight up. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> "No, nah, you're wrong, dude." Straight up. Yeah, he's like, nah. and this is all after Peter snuck into her window. Yeah. I'd be shaken just because of that. I would kill him. I would be ready. Get out of my daughter's room, you <laughs> idiot. I grew up when my wife little. My wife comes down later telling me, oh yeah, they went up to the roof, they were macking. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, by the way, he's Spider-Man. <laughs> You're but, menace. 
But it's okay. You're going to die real soon. Yeah. Captain Stacy's a good pick. I don't think there's any problem that he he portrays. Yeah. At least Peter holds his promise to him after he dies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Basically making him pointless for this whole movie. Oh, don't, don't you worry. Oh, he comes back. But don't you worry. He's give him more. Like, yeah. Resurrect him. Or no, 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 no. We get You'll zombie see. Stacy. You'll see. You'll see <laughs> too. Micah, do you have a favorite character in this uh, movie? Oh, real quick. Every time he went on screen, I thought he was Commissioner Gordon at first. I, that, that was the name that came to mind. Mm. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's Commissioner uh, Stacy. Commissioner <laughs> Gordon. Oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I was just... Because I was getting Dark Knight vibes and it's... Yeah. Favorite character, I gotta say, this might, I don't know, some of the, I don't want to say he's my favorite Uncle Ben. Oh, no way. Don't even. I don't want to say that. You can't don't say, say that. that. But you he has even, moments. Don't even think about it. He has moments where he's a better father figure, it, like, overall. I like his voice message yeah. that he sends up. That's yeah. that's a really good part of the movie. He shows more discipline rather than just an advice. Like the what what's the there's that um the hero's arc. And in Spider-Man uh Raimi trilogy, you've got uh, the hero's journey, that's what it's called. And Uncle Ben feels more like the mentor in Raimi trilogy in Okay, maybe I can't figure out what, what the Amazing Spider-Man is, but he feels more than just a mentor in like Amazing Spider-Man. He feels more like a dad yeah. than just a mentor. He feels like in, in Raimi trilogy, he's just this wise older man. In this one, he's he's like angry with him. You owe your aunt an apology, big time. Be a man. Get in there and apologize. That was powerful to me. Yeah. I love Uncle Ben's lines in Raimi trilogy more, but I love the acting in this one more, and I think that's that's bold enough to to give it the best spot for me. He, he's a great character yeah. for love without him in a National doubt. Treasure. Yeah. yeah, Martin Sheen is that is that his I name? So. Yeah, pretty sure that's him. Um, I would I'm gonna go with Gwen. It's unfortunate that I can't choose Peter, but I think one more give it one more movie, and I'll have him at the top. But I think that in this movie, there's a lot of things that annoy me about him. So I'm taking Gwen because she is, she's great, all around great. Why does Gwen want Peter? He's hot. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> that's about it. I feel like that's it. You know, yeah. you should look up. I don't think that. So here's Gwen, the... uh, Can I can I uh, say something about Gwen? I don't think she has very much depth in this. I think that beyond what they say when he's so he's all torn up after the lizard fight, he's sitting on the chair and they they start kissing a little bit and then she pulls away and she's like, no, we, we can't do this. I I spent my whole life wondering when my dad would like if he would come home because he puts on this badge every day mm. and we don't know if he's going to live for the rest of the day. Like We don't know if he's going to come home safe. That part made her whole character better. But beyond that scene, what other depth does she have? We don't even know why she likes him, other than he's he's hot and quirky a little bit. Also, he is Spider Man. He is Spider Man. Yeah. So we've the, seen a Gold Digger girlfriend of Spider Man before. That is that is quite possible. I just think they are actually their chemistry is very good, especially yeah. in the second one. But yeah. in this one, she is a great part of that relationship. 
I think their little exchange in the school way, like he's got you on his computer, and that then she cute. comes. I I, li- I really like that. <laughs> oh, you, still Uncle Ben, though. You don't have though. me. You don't have me on your computer. Oh, because of the the uh, you're on the, the, the was, club and uh, you're yeah. on the computer. I was, I was it. I was touching it up. I was touching you up. I'm touching, up touching it up. <laughs> oh boy, but I like that. I like that she's Thank not she like good. weirded out by that. That she kind of thinks it's kind of cute, and I I really like where their relationship goes, and I think that. I don't see anything wrong with her character. And I was actually going to point to that line that you talked about already yeah. that kind of makes her, you know, a really great Spider-Man love interest. And I think Gwen Stacy is great in this movie. She's definitely the most morally um, known one. Like she knows where she stands. She's not yeah. frustrated in her own feelings like MJ was. And Gwen in Spider-Man 3 was kind of just a dutz. <laughs> Very she true. was smart. She was shown to be smart by answering questions as a lab partner, but she wasn't. She wasn't like this Gwen. Yeah, this Gwen's actually good. Agreed. So, favorite scenes. Now that we've got those three favorite characters out of the way, I'm going to shoot this over to Ethan first. I'm going to take this. Is going to be the first for the marathon. I'm actually my favorite scene. I'm actually going to take the Stanley cameo of oh, this no movie. Way. I was going to say that. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I think what, it's like, what part of it was your favorite part? Was it when the like when Gospel it, of Mark commentary falls off the shelf? Did you see that? No. Yeah. Oh, the wow. Gospel of Mark yeah. commentary fall off the shelf. Yeah, like that big one with the the, the amber looking one with the yellow letters. Interesting. That Mario has in his oh used to the Gospel of Mark is canon. Yeah. To the, the Tasm universe, guys. The Bible is canon in Spider Man. Can you believe that? This is my favorite movie. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. <laughs> this is my favorite movie, dude. The Stanley cameo is so good. Holy cow. I like I like the fact that he almost dies and just doesn't even realize it, and then walk, immediately right out. after that, so the lizard came to the school to kill Peter. He beats him up, leaves him alive, and goes back to the sewers. And there actually is a deleted scene where Kurt, the lizard, turns back into Kurt Connors in the school in the bathroom. Peter and him have a conversation, and Peter leaves him alive. Really, which explains why he left. But in in actual film, Lizard leaves. Because I was thinking that, okay, it was just gotta go. (laughs) Yeah, right. I care. I'm the lizard. Was the was the scene filmed? It was filmed. Yeah. Oh, can you watch this scene? I think you can watch the scene. Interesting. I'm gonna have to look at. I'm gonna have to look at. I saw screenshots of the scene. First Stan Lee cameo is the favorite scene. Yes. Very nice. Wow. Sorry, Micah, you're going to have to come up with something else. If you can, this is something else. This is something else. I, I'll i say, um, ooh, what do I say? I like the um, the Uncle Ben stuff at the beginning, um, regardless of his weird line. <laughs> I think that his genuineness to like help Peter in the best way he knows how, and that's through a loud tone and through... Just telling him how it is. Hmm. I think that's... I think I, I like that the most. Those things send us down a road. They make us who we are. And if anyone's destined for greatness, it's you, son. You owe the world your gifts. You just have to figure out how to use them. And know that wherever they take you, we'll always be here. So come on home, Peter. You're my hero. And I love you. 
I liked when he did bring up the dad and he was like, you know, your father wanted you to, his goal in life was to do this. And then uh, Peter Parker flips it around and is like, why would you bring up my dad? But before then, it was, I, I, I loved uh, Uncle Ben in this movie. Yeah, he he's a shining star, and otherwise, you know, mid movie, more like a yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not necessarily the greatest. That's for Aunt sure. May could be better. Uh, she kind of just stands around in the kitchen after Uncle Ben dies. Uncle Ben, I like how he gives Peter responsibilities too. It's not just there are responsibilities in Peter's life, and Uncle Ben is lecturing him about it. He gives him things to do, like pick up your aunt after this thing, because I have to switch shifts because of you. Yeah. This is your fault that I'm switching shifts because of you breaking the basketball hoop. Peter's immaturity is directly affecting Uncle Ben's death Hmm. in more ways than just he happens to be in the, the wrong place at the wrong time. There's the gun. Yeah. The argument gets him out of the house. The argument is because of him not picking up Aunt May. He can't pick up Aunt May because of the basketball incident. Everything is connected with that. And with the library thing at in the Raimi trilogy, it's just he goes to the library because he has to go to the wrestling match and Uncle Ben just drives there and sits. There's no like conflict between them. Now Peter has... In the Andrew Garfield one, there's more emotion to it because mm. now there's like there's unresolved tension between them. He never apologized. He never like made things right with Uncle Ben. He was angry at that convenience store. And Uncle Ben will never know how Peter felt. That's what makes it so tragic, man. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I remember feeling feeling emotions the first time I watched this. And since I knew it was coming, like when it was going to happen this time, I I knew, and I, I was prepared for it. This time I was, or first time I, it was. Mm. I like that scene. That I is think a, that yeah, the, that's a good scene. The only Uncle Ben death scene that ups it, I think, is the Spider-Man three one. I loved that Sandman part. <laughs> the retelling, actually, yeah, I like that. Retelling oh. with the music, with the score. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, bum, 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 bum. Oof, I love it. That is good stuff. The well, while while I said the word score, I don't like the score in this movie. Mm. I actually really like the score. I in this think movie. that there wasn't a single track that stood out to me. There the were... the only tracks that did there was no theme to go off of, and I think that might be why they there get, is a theme to go off of. That's why they get um, who, who does the second one. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Well, the first one is scored by James Horner, one of the best movie composers of all time. Uh, James who? What James. Do we, what do we know him from, Ben? Avatar. Titanic. One of the most iconic things. There's also... Oh, yeah, I guess so. Legends, of, of, the, Zorro. Legends of the Fall. Mask of the Zorro. Perfect Storm. Dude. Oh, oh, Braveheart. Oh, my gosh. He has done some of the best movie music, and I actually think that he gives... Spider-Man, a great theme mm. in this one. And my favorite scene, actually, is because of oh, the you music. Know what? He does the, the piano solos. I will agree. The piano was really good. Dude. I love the piano parts. In so this. you were saying that his swinging sequence wasn't that great. Yeah. I'm actually taking that scene as my favorite one. Mm. Because of saying that how great the music is. 
there is a choral chant as he gets on top of the roof that I love in Saving New York, kind of midway through. And he it starts like, bum, I'm going to play it. And it's it's literally so good. And then he starts swinging on the roof. It's very triumphant. I love that scene, especially because of how the music fits with the moment. And it's Spider-Man uniting with the city. It may not be as good as the Sam Raimi scenes in regards to that fact but i really really like that scene and it cements him as far as andrew garfield's web swinging goes i think he has great web swinging and i think it improves over what toby mcguire does in this movie and especially in amazing spider-man 2 i think he has better web swinging sequences well, i'm not gonna fight you about the, the amazing spider-man 2 i mean You'll, you'll realize three seconds into that movie that the swinging is fantastic, but I don't know. Whatever. The, I don't, even, I don't know if this one has anything special. Even the end as he, as he shoots through that crane, it, it looks and then it has cool. that iconic moonshot. It looks he, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was all right. It goes in the poster. All right. I think that's great stuff. One scene though. That was one. That scene and the crane sequence, which I think there's are, no are scene two. of him standing on the American flag though. Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> That is 100%, but that's not web swinging, that's standing. So I think that this does improve maybe on that's, it for sure. Maybe that is it, though. Maybe there wasn't enough dynamic between him swinging and him standing and running. and Because in the Tobey Maguire ones, you see him really running on buildings and jumping. and. But he does that exact thing. I don't know. In this, he runs on a building and then jumps off and hits, and hits every crane as he goes through there. Like, I love that sequence. It's In my opinion, it's really good. But gentlemen, now it's time to score Amazing Spider-Man 2. Where is the fourth mm. Spider-Man movie in our list going four. to rank? And actually, before we do this, what is the overall critics' consensus of this oh, movie? Oh, yeah, yeah. let me get you that. We haven't um, done that yet. So, The Amazing Spider-Man... Uh, where's it at? Right there. Rotten Tomatoes critic thinks that it's a 71. Audience is 77. Metacritic is a 66. Metacritic user is a 7.1. IMDb is a 6.9. Nice. Letterboxd is a, a adjusted for a score out of 166. And the average the internet gives it a, is a 70. Average overall Where do our seven. good friends at the Hollywood Reporter put this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that, that is the most important score now, if you don't know. The it Hollywood is. Reporter did a rank of all 70 Marvel movies up to right before Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And uh, they give it 26th place. Ooh. What, do you, what, what, what movie do you think is right above this one? Probably... Probably Something that like, shouldn't what's be there. Slightly over. What slightly which less Thor movie would you think is slightly better than this? Don't tell me Dark Worlds, right? Ragnarok. What? Slightly better. What 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 X Men movie do you think is slightly worse than this? Don't tell me Logan. Better Days of be. Future Past. Oh, yeah. Dang it. So that sucks. Um, so it goes: The Amazing Spider-Man, Thor Ragnarok, No Way Home, Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Far from home, Deadpool. They have Tasm in the top 25 of this list. Uh, 26. Dang. Top 30. Dang. So it made the top half. And I, uh, let me remind you, 31 is Infinity War. Yeah. They can always they can always count on them. We can always yeah, count on them to disappoint yeah. us. But it's our turn, gentlemen. It's our turn to add to this. Because as we know, our rating is the only one that truly matters. It's why we're doing this. So... 
Mr. Wentzloff. Oh, man. Yeah, this is a movie. We've talked about it for about an hour now, and I want to love this movie. I love the actors in this movie. I love the the look of this movie. I like the suit. I like Spider-Man. I don't like this movie. I want to like it a lot more. Uh, that's about all I got to say. I'm going to give this a six. Mm, six. I like putting this Quick, at six. Concise. Yep. Not going to get into the nitty gritty of it. I like it. I don't hate it. Yeah. It's definitely no uh, Angley's Hulk or Elektra or Daredevil. It's nowhere near that level, but it's also nowhere near of the heights of Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America. It's just, it's a six. Six? Yeah. Micah? So the the six range for me is, yeah, I'd, I'd watch it one more time. And I've watched it one more time. I think I'm good. So I, I'd say it's in that six range. Where in the six range? I'd say it's lower six. Maybe like a, looking at my scores, I'm looking at a 6.2. 6. 6.2. Yeah, there were definitely things in this movie that are memorable, things to look back on and say, okay, yeah, I did some things right. But even after the second watch, there's just, there's nothing that like makes me want to go. Yeah, and, I, oh, I, I want to watch that movie again. I, I agree with you. I, I after uh, turning this movie off last night, I was like, you know, I don't know if I will ever watch this again. Yeah, there's this just nothing specific that's, movie. Nothing that's like really good. Yeah, I, nothing I you can get from this that you couldn't get from the other iteration of in a better way. Mm, for sure, the Raimi trilogy does everything this movie does better in every way. Just like you said, Ben. I, I uh, just like you said, not everything. Everything. Not everything. But I'm going to have to go near you guys, honestly. I'm going to go with a 6.5. Higher than both of you, but... Still not very high. It's just like a solid, like, yeah. A solid, like, yeah, you turn it on and take it in. and Yeah, you watch it once, that's fine. It's not the greatest out there. And it's it's a crying shame because it has a lot of potential. I like the second one a lot better. And I know that for a fact because I've watched it recently. But this one, this is my least favorite Spider-Man movie for sure. I think every other Spider-Man beats it out. So, still good, Micah, but average. Average, we're at a 6.2. 6.2. So that gives us... Uh, hold on one second here. That puts us at, I believe... 16th place. Ooh, 16th. 16th place. What is right. above and below this? Right above The Amazing Spider-Man. So slightly better is Fantastic Four at a 6.5. Whoa. And right below it is Ghost Rider, the bottom of our Whoa. fresh movies at 6.1. Wow. There, Tasm is not in too hot of company. Oh, no, it is not. No, it's not. <laughs> but it's not too hot of a movie, honestly. It, it, it isn't. No, and... And I, I, I think it's a deserving spot. There isn't much that's really going for it. There, you know, it, no. there, there isn't really much to say. It is a, it's a crying shame. But that's that's the amazing Spider-Man. There, there's a lot of studio interference with this one a lot. and, and Even more in the second one. Even more in the second one, that's for sure. And I think that, unfortunately, it, it really, this movie kind of suffers from many, uh, an amalgamation of different things. And uh, a 6.2 is where it lands on our list. Did we want to touch on the post credit scene at all, or is that, that more You know, talk? I didn't even watch it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot there was one, so I watched it during the podcast here, and I was like, 
Oh, you watched it while yeah, we were sitting well, there. While we were sitting here watching, it's only a minute long. Yeah. So, Lizard what? goes in the prison. Who's that dude? Who's Gustav Fears? I looked it up. He's an original character for the Amazing Spider-Man universe, and never really expounded he was, upon. He he gets more into. He's also in that post-credit scene. Spoilers. He is like the the man behind the. Uh, Sinister Six? Sinister Six, yeah, maybe. <laughs> team. Well, that's that's what they were originally if, building. If Mr. Fierce comes back in the Morbius universe, I'll go crazy. No, we like, we'll have to right, move here, this Here's up. what I'm saying. They've canceled the Tasm universe, and everyone really hates the Venom universe. Why not? Best of both worlds, just combine the two. Let's see Andrew Garfield fight Morbius. Oh, Michael Keaton's vulture, <laughs> dude. Do you know how epic that would be? Because what are their plans for that? That's a, that's honestly a conversation for another day. Oh, dude. But, hold on. I didn't even talk about this. People loved this movie. Yeah. You this, know how much this money movie this has made? A lot of fans. You know how much money this movie made? Seven hundred and fifty-seven million dollars. Mm-hmm. It's Spider-Man. It is a Spider-Man. Times it's it's uh it's budget. Yeah, like. There are, kind of there are kind of negative. There are defenders of this movie. Yeah. Big defenders. Mm-hmm. I, 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 real quick. I know this is the end of the podcast, but there was a. I remember I had. Th- there was this this friend in high school who was adamant that this was the best Spider-Man movie. Like that, Andrew mm. Garfield was the best Spider-Man. Interesting. Yeah, I, I never had seen him, so I don't know. But I don't think that's a bad take to say he's the best Spider-Man. I just think that this movie's not up to par. You know. Yeah. I just don't think that. Mm-hmm. But we're done talking about this movie now. But we're on to next week. A movie that I think is up to par. One of, in my opinion, the most underrated movie. The movie that we all get to watch and podcast about next week is, of course, the capper of the Iron Man trilogy. Iron Man 3 is next week. Iron Man 3? I was I thought it was gonna be Wolverine. Okay. I like saving myself for this. Iron Man 3. It's gonna be nice to go back to the MCU. It's like it's like a comfort, it's like a, a warm hug, warm blanket. It's, <laughs> it's very nice. I'm I'm very excited our for that. Our first is this our first Christmas movie on the list. I believe it is. Yeah, because we had Spider Man, which is Thanksgiving film. Yep. We yeah, okay. All right. So yeah, this is this is for sure a thing uh, a Christmas movie. Okay. I'm very excited, Ethan. I know you're so passionate about it, and like. I've wanted to rewatch it and been saving it for this review, obviously, but I do remember this movie very fondly. This movie is, is we'll talk about it next week, but it's very fun. I think that Tony's character is explored in ways that we never get before, and I just love it. There is a twist in the movie that I don't really care about. People throw this movie under the rug because of that twist. But we get to talk about that twist next week. That's right. That's right. And, I don't remember and the twist. You can watch this movie on Disney Plus, as of course. Or, I mean, if you're like us, I mean, I'm sure we all own this movie. So that's going to be next week. And that does it for The Amazing Spider-Man. A 6.2 is the score. It falls 16th place in our ranking of, I think, 28 films now. We're yeah, chugging right along. Do, do so. have our top three for the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Top three. You want those real quick? I got top you. Top five. Top five, Avengers, Spider-Man 2, Iron Man, Captain America, First Avenger, and Thor. Mm. Four of those are MCU films. Are we going to add another one to the list next week? Certainly possible you'll have to listen to find out. As for this week, 
I am Ben Rayside. I'm Ethan Wetzloff. I'm Micah Hunt. Signing off, we all hope you have an absolutely fantastic day.